Hey podcast, it's me, Gary. Uh, thank you so much for uh, listening to the podcast. Uh, I've been blown away by the explosion of the podcast this year. And speaking about this year, this is the year that my empathy wine comes out. Empathywines.com is the website. Empathywines with an S.com is the website. If you've enjoyed this free podcast and it's brought you any value whatsoever, it would mean so, so much to me that at least you could go there and sign up for a three bottle subscription. Or if you're really into wine and you drink 36 bottles of wine a year, I highly recommend that you sign up for Club Empathy, which gives you a case of the rosé, the white and the red. And by the way, I hear it all the time. Well, what if I don't drink red? Or what if I only like rosé? You can give away the bottles because what comes along with a Club Empathy subscription is the fact that for 720 bucks, which is what gets you the three cases of wine, you also get an SMS sommelier, which means that there is a text number that you can text anytime, a cell number, that you can text anytime if you're going to Napa and want us to set up the trip for you, if you need a bottle of wine for your boss, like literally a white glove butler service of all your wine needs if you sign up for Club Empathy. Empathywines.com. Buy it or I'll die. Yo, what up podcast peeps? It's me, Gary, but you know that, you know the voice. Uh, but if it's your first time, hey, I'm Gary Vaynerchuk. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Uh, during uh, my huge uh, telethon for Empathy Wines, empathywines.com, go order if you haven't yet. Um, a call came in, we talked about self-doubt and one of the things that I'm really focused on in 2019 is getting people to realize that the voice in your head that hates you is actually not you. Let me go into detail for that uh, right now. Something I struggle with a lot is self-doubt. You know, Par- From the parents. Not just that, but I put it on myself. No, you don't. No, you don't. This is the number one mistake that everybody thinks. Everybody thinks that they put their own self-doubt on themselves. It's actually not how it works. Outside forces got into your head and then made you self-doubt. You think it's your voice. Nobody's voice hates them in the beginning. It's a voice that's been implanted in you either in the beginning from your neighborhood, an outside force, often parents. And so where people get really fucked up is they think like, like when I talk about like don't listen to the Joneses, they're like fuck, you know, I don't care about other people, it's that I shit on myself and I'm trying to get people to understand, you're not shitting on yourself, you've taken on the voice of somebody from the outside. You weren't born with like I hate me, you were, you've taken on the voice of somebody from the outside. It's very important that you understand this, I'll tell you why it gets a lot easier if you actually believe it and understand it because then you can understand it versus laying there and being like, why do I hate myself? You know what I mean? You don't. Somebody implanted their insecurities on you. It's why, it's why a lot of people get value out of me because through my practical optimism, not my delusional, you're an eighth place trophy, but for my practical optimism, If people keep putting that voice in their ears, the reason people listen to so much of my content is I'm optimistic, but I'm not gonna sugarcoat it and be like, if you just wish it, it happens. And in that balance, over time, if that's what goes into your ears, then all of a sudden you start believing it. Like, I genuinely believe it. I believe that the two of us should never doubt ourselves, why? Like, I don't understand, like, go do, and deal with the ram- like I think I suck at most things, but I need to go find that out for myself, not not do it because 
I'm worried about somebody judging me on my failure. Like, this is just the way it is. I just, I'm just really happy that you're even like, like that we're interacting this much because like, honestly, I just, you know, it's funny. I just want people to listen to me as much as possible until they don't need to listen to me and then I don't want them to listen to me at all. More importantly, listen to me, this is binary. You need to act, if you actually, if you use this time that we've interacted, this time, to understand that any level of self-doubt or insecurity that you have in your head is literally been put inside of it and it's not you doing it to you, it will change your fucking young life. The key is to be happy with yourself. Right. Like I have no interest in making you happy about my work-life balance. You worry about your work-life balance. Like my key is first me, and this is in order, then my kids and my wife, because if I'm happy, then I can do anything for them, and that's it. Right. And that's what, I, that's what matters. And, and if this feels good for now, then great. But I'm happy for me and I want people to be happy for them. And, and if that means nine to five, and if that means 49,000 a year in income, and you're happy as hell, well then you've won. All right, so um, almost 21 years old, I'm going to school even though I know I should just be doing business or becoming an entrepreneur, how do I? What do you say, just finish school and do it, or what do you think? Well, let's, let's break it down. Why are you staying in school? Are you doing it for your parents? Or are you doing it for yourself? Or do you still have some thoughts that an education is a good backup plan? Like, what's, what's your truth? Don't bullshit me, Ren. Honestly, uh, self-doubt and that's it. I love you for that. That's, I love you so much, Ren, for that. So now the question becomes, why do you have that? What do you have in your history that creates that? Have you been able, the one thing that allows kids to make the jump if they have self-doubt is if they have a history of making money. What allowed me to never be scared was I knew I could make a dime. Have you had selling or entrepreneurial background as a teenager, as a kid? Have you ever made money selling shit? Oh, oh yeah, dude. I was like, in third grade, my friends were playing outside and my family didn't have money, so I was mowing lawns and like mowing lawns, washing cars and doing all that stuff. I used to get in trouble in middle school because I used to sell candy bars during class. Ren, let me ask you a question. Are you willing to live in your parents' home or somewhere else, like real super ghetto basement, like with seven friends? Like, do you need to be fancy because you want to hook up and play that part? Or do you want to, like, if, if it's burning you inside and you're willing to live very humbly and eat shit food for a while and not have fancy things and just work on your business, then you can make that jump. You know, that's really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people say that they would, but I know myself and I would be fine. I mean, when I went to my first year in college, I was debating on sleeping in my car just to save tuition money so I could open something up. Listen, Ren, I mean, I, to be very honest, just even going through this talk, I think you win either way. If you want to take these next couple of years, work out your doubt issues, and maybe get into a place where you can, uh, you can Phil, can you answer that question? Because I got Tyler tied up in the show. And you can, uh, you know, if you want to work out those issues and get into a place where you have some fun and not have that responsibility and you want to go out and party and things of that nature, I think that's super fine. But I also think that asking you those questions, I think you're in a place, you can't tell them I need 15 minutes. Let them know. I think you're also in a place where you'll be okay if you make that jump. I think you're in a good spot either way. I like your vibe. All right, man. Thank you so much. All right, hey, take uh, it. Gary, yeah. uh, I know you probably got to go, but... Hey, one day I'm gonna meet you, man, have lunch with you. I don't know how or when, but it's gonna happen. I hope so, Ren. Good luck to you, man. Thanks. One of the challenges that I face all the time with some of these students is anxiety and how I can help them see that they are, you know, they can do more than they think and that they're stronger than they know. 
How would you articulate or explain I, to them? I, you know how I do it. I'm yeah. doing it. I put pressure on the true answers. Yeah. Insecurity is the seed that creates all these issues. Absolutely. And so I'm trying to figure out why they didn't build self-esteem, who didn't build self-esteem, and the reason I bring up mom is like, Jesus, it's such a big percentage of it. Mom or dad is like 80% of it. It's just, you know, I do this a lot. I'm fascinated. Listen, my dad, listen, I don't talk a lot about this. That's what happened to my dad. My dad's, my dad, I'm so impressed by him. The way my grandmother parented my dad is unacceptable. That's the only word I can think of. So I'm fascinated by it because I had the reverse. I'm so perfectly parented by my mother, I'm unstoppable. I feel guilty that I'm so emotionally grounded and strong, that's why I'm giving it to you. Like, what do you think's happening up here? I feel guilty that I have it so good mentally. There's nothing anybody can do to my mental state. It's insane. I am so weird, guys. Like, Like, nothing hits, it's like I'm numb. And so, I go right to the core. I do it when I see it sometimes, I'm like, hey, you are unbelievable and you think you're shit, that's bad. We need to talk about this. Tell me everything about your childhood. <laughs> like, you know, and I just go there and you know, sometimes you get a little break, sometimes, but what's really fun is they start thinking about it and it changes behavior. I get an email every day that says that they disconnected from somebody in their inner circle and for the last six months they've, they've, they're breathing for the first time in their lives. It is not easy to break up with your brother. It is not easy to break up with your spouse. It is not easy to break up with your father. But that's actually the binary move if they're the poison of your life. So, A, if that's your reality, you need to think. Because guess what? You have one life. And you don't want to be 73 when your parent passes away and finally start breathing. B, if that is not your life, you need to drive home right now and kiss your parents in the face. The underlying current, when people write about you, yeah. it's, who the f- is this guy? Yeah. I mean, you get that, right? Of course. Who the f- are you? This is a word that is rarely talked about in our space that I want to start building more attention for. Self-awareness. I want to deliver on this message so much. I would create a test or or a drug that allowed people to become self-aware. One potion inject, not hustle, not smart, self-awareness. I don't fear being self-aware. I know I suck at a lot of stuff. I think everybody lies to themselves. Some people are meant to be B and C players and I'm pissed that the narrative now is that you need to be a number one and have your company because a lot of people are gonna lose or leave money on the table because that's just the narrative. I'm such a positive guy. I struggle to think about the things I'm bad at but you know, self-awareness requires understanding both and then choosing which path you wanna go through. I'm a big fan of going all in on your strengths and don't give a fuck about what you suck at. Self-awareness isn't only just betting on your strengths, it's accepting all your shortcomings. Let me tell you one thing, what works for me does not necessarily work for you. I think being at peace with yourself and your skill set is such an important part of this. Too many people try to be like me because it's sizzly and it's sexy and people want to be charismatic and on stage. So many of you do so many things better than I do. You can look at like how people roll and like it's great to admire and things of that nature but it's so damn important to stick to like 
your DNA. Try to get to a place where you understand yourself and understand what your strengths are. You've gotta find your self-awareness. All your shortcomings are there for a reason. They're there to also allow you to be great. Deep in your brain, deep in your heart, you actually accept all those shortcomings is the second your life goes on the offense. I worry that people don't tap into their strengths. You have to audit who you actually are because then you're not gonna bullshit yourself. You're gonna story tell yourself, you're gonna motivate yourself, but you're not gonna bullshit yourself. And once you believe that, either for yourself or someone else told you, go directly, all chips, all into that. We've all got something and you just need to accept what's yours and go in on that. Then you've got a starting point to success. And so self-awareness at its finest is accepting your shortcomings and accentuating your strengths. Who the f- are you? I'm an entrepreneur. Hey guys, hope that was a uh, good episode. And uh, just try to collect some data. So hit me up on Twitter, Gary B-E-E. Gary B-E-E on Twitter. If you don't follow me, make sure you do. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at Gary B-E-E. And uh, let me know what platform you're listening to the podcast on. Is it Stitcher? Uh, is it Spotify? Is it uh, Apple? Uh, would mean a lot to me if you hit me up on Twitter and let me know. Thanks, guys.